Welcome back to another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. I am Mike Siciliano, Dean of Students of the Upper School. I'm joined today by lower school principal Hannah Park. Thank you for Hannah, having me here. we are so glad that you are here. So you've been at Santa Fe for how long? Um, I'm starting my 16th year. Okay, and you know, not that we're counting, but you are the longest tenured principal. So Kinda you scary. Okay, so okay. so you have bragging rights over I Matt do, and Todd. I do. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I, I so, do lord that over them. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure is not biblical, but it, it's okay. But it feels good. It feels really so, good. So, uh, <laughs> and and um, I'll say too, you are like one of the most beloved people on campus. Like everybody in the lower school says that working for Hannah Park is a joy. Well, so thank you. One of yeah. one of the favorites on campus for sure. So today we're going to talk a little bit about spiritual development. Uh, and this year in the lower school, your chapel theme is the attributes of God. It is. So what went into picking that, and what are you hoping to do with that as a theme? Yeah, um, this is something that's been um, on my heart, and it's been moving on my heart for a while. Um, and not just me, but the lower school faculty as a whole. Uh, typically, lower school fa- uh, chapel is surround is on a theme, one theme. Last year was trust and obey, so mm. all the chapel presentations had to do with a story from the Bible or perhaps um, a situation that the kids are going through um, related to trusting and obeying the Lord. Felt like the right thing to do last year, but what ends up happening is the kids just become kind of the answer just becomes trust and obey mm. like they they heard it they know the answer key almost, right yeah right <laughs> and so any question we ask them trust and obey trust and obey and it stops having any kind of meaning in their heart and so working with that um i started thinking about okay w- what do we want to really focus on and bottom line it's their heart transformation yeah how do you have heart transformation? And so that started this long conversation that it started with Amanda and me, um, just what are we gonna do? I mean, literally we were sitting there for hours going through topics and thinking about this. Pops in Mrs. Bruner. She happened to be on campus. Full disclosure, my daughter's teacher this year. Oh, right, right. So which, yes. by the way, having a first grader, there is value to trust and obey as a chapel Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, that, one's, tell you, that was a good there, one. We benefited yes, from that that's a little good. bit. That's good. So. Yeah. And so Mrs. Brunner shows up and she's, you know, what are you guys doing? We told her what we were doing. And she said, I've been, I've been struggling with that as well. So she tells me that she's currently reading Tozer's The Knowledge of the Holy. Okay. And that did it. That started the spark. And we started talking about the attributes of God. And really, if the children understood who God is, then it starts answering lots of other questions. Yeah. Um, if you were to ask a child, um, who is God? They will give you, he's the creator of all things, Jesus' is father. Yeah. Um, and pretty much that's God. God right. is God, Lord. The guy who decides where you go yeah. after you die. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. right. So everything is just as, you know, just another definition of the word God. And what we really want the children to understand is who God is. And if they knew the attributes, then we can bounce off of that idea to introduce different topics. Yeah. yeah. So that's how we came about. 
the attributes of God. So I'm I'm struck by uh, mm-hmm. by a couple things in that. One, I think most people probably don't understand how much thought and time and prayer uh-huh. goes into things like a chapel theme or really the, just the whole spiritual program here. Which obviously it's it's God's school and His program. Yeah. But you know, you in the lower school have put a ton of work into all the things we do really intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm sitting here also struck by um, so there was a pastor uh, his name's Aaron Cameron he's actually a Santa Fe graduate okay. um, who we went to his church for a long time and he's had a huge impact on me I think I was like 31 mm-hmm. when he asked me this question so what's your favorite thing about Jesus and it's a little bit of the same uh, mm-hmm. the same thing of of you know typically when people ask me that I mean giving sort of the rote spiritual yeah. intellectual answer. Yeah. Rather than like, well, what are the attributes of Jesus that I actually enjoy the most, right? right? More of the relationship mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I love this as a parent that yeah. you're doing this. Yeah. So so what does this look like in, in chapel for lower schoolers yeah. um, with the attributes of God? So um, what we did, first of all, this is huge, right? But it's, it's heavy. Yeah. And so how do we bring it down to a, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old? And so when we started researching um, different ways to bring it to the children, we found this other fantastic book. And this one was created by two moms who really wanted to teach this to their children. And they wrote this based off of this book. Okay. So everything just started rolling, right? Yeah. So real quick, just because yeah. a lot of our listeners are listening on oh, Spotify right. or Apple Music. So, so when so you say this So this other book, book is called The Attributes of God as well. <laughs> and it's written by Linda White. Um, and oh, I'm sorry, it's called Attributes of God for Kids. Yes. And it's okay. written by Linda White. Um, so the way this works, um, and every our teachers have this. Uh, last, so I'll give you an example. Last Sunday, uh, last Sunday, because it's chapel. Yeah. Last Wednesday <laughs> on campus, uh, it was Mrs. Julie Johnson's class, and they presented the attribute of omniscient. Okay. Big word. Yes. Omniscient. What does it mean? She presented it by having a couple of the teachers come up and they played a game. She initially asked them a couple, you know, knowledge questions. Two plus two, what's the capital of California types of things. Then she asked them, how am I feeling? And they had to answer them. They got it wrong. Um, she ha- she asked them, how many scars have I had? They all got it wrong. She didn't know the answer. Yeah. Um, and that led to God knows all things. And because God knows all things, he knows what you need, mm-hmm. what I need as a parent, as a teacher, as uh, a friend. And so he will provide all things for me because he is all-knowing. And she just did an incredibly beautiful job connecting this attribute of our God to how then it translates for a child. After that chapel, I came out and I had a conversation with a fifth grade teacher. They're currently studying the constellation. And the question was, now that you know that the Lord is all knowing, how does this affect your study of the stars? And it just started sparking these beautiful ideas and conversations among us. And if we're excited about it and we're talking about it, weaving it into our curriculum, then it of course affects the children because they get to see it from different perspective. 
Yeah. Yesterday, um, I had, I, <laughs> I, I changed my uh, strategy yesterday because, you know, the big four square <laughs> issue that we're having right now. <laughs> it's it's I fantastic. Just, so working in the upper school, uh-huh. sometimes I get jealous of what your big issues are. <laughs> Like the four square issue is the big issue. So, you know, that's you good. know, and what I've always said is um, it's the same heart sin. Sure. A- absolutely. It's just simplified. Yeah. So it's easy to see. Right. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't make it complicated then. Yeah. You know, so four square. Okay. Four square. We're having issues. And so I just walked into the classroom and we're just talking. And I really actually wanted the children to understand that we get to play. We get to have fun. This is fantastic. You guys are growing. Your bodies are getting stronger. You're getting smarter. And as you get stronger and smarter, you also have more responsibility with those skills and those gifts. And what they were doing was now they're, you know, teaming up and targeting. And, you know, of course, (laughs) you knew that was coming. (laughs) Um, And I was able to talk about last week our attribute that we studied was about God being omniscient, that he is all-knowing and he knows what we need. Mm -hmm. And so doing this where you're scheming and trying to um, trick others, and that isn't from the Lord. That's not the way he wants us to operate. He wants us to um, treat one another with love. Hmm. All the other attributes need to also be represented in this. And he already knew that you guys were going to probably do this. So maybe that was the reason why we had this (laughs) as chapel. You know, we can use that sometimes. But um, we were able to weave it into curriculum as well as their behavioral issues that they were having. And and so it's hitting it in a different level. Um, The other aspect of this that I... Of course I knew, but I had that, oh my goodness, moment when I was reading um, Tozer's book, was that his attributes exist all together, mm. all the time. Yeah. God is loving, so that doesn't mean he's just going to let things slide. Because right. he's loving, he got, God is loving, he's also just. Yeah. At the same time. At the same time. Which is, which is uh, in, in, even mm-hmm. in our jobs, it's hard to sometimes think of this, but yeah. we can actually do those things at the same time. At the same time. Right? Proof right. that it's possible. Right. Right. Yeah. So that really um, resonated when we were studying it. We were unpacking it and dissecting it and trying to figure out, you know, how do we present it to the children. And I think it's been pretty good. Uh, we've had what now all of October and September chapels. Um, So we will reconvene as a staff um, probably during our November faculty meeting um, to really kind of assess and maybe maybe even do a quick little um, assessment within the classroom just as a conversation of, first of all, how many attributes do you remember? (laughs) And uh, what does that mean? Has it impacted you in any way? I can't wait for my daughter to come home and tell me, Dad, I'm omni- I'm omniscient now. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be <laughs> right, like, <laughs> right. so you can't tell me what to do anymore. No, she, 
I was about to say she'd never do that, but I'm going to not say that. I don't think never she'll do that. Never say never. So, they surprise um, us. You've talked a lot about, about chapel, and you mentioned uh, like a particular teacher that was up there mm-hmm. doing one. So, so I understand correctly that the classes each take exactly. a turn with chapel. Yes. Is that right? So okay. every single class will have their opportunity to come up and present. We've already had Mrs. Nixon's class, uh, Ms. Keck's class, um, Mr. Gamelson's class. He did it on God is Unchanging. And then he did a great video uh, lesson that he did in his classroom. Videotaped the lesson because wow. it was messy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he showed the video to okay. the, to the um, students. Yeah. And so we've already um, addressed a couple of these, and, um, and we'll continue. Yeah. So just uh, real quick, going back mm-hmm. to A.W. Tozer's book, The Knowledge of the Holy. Yeah. Um, why is it important for our kids to have a deep knowledge of what is holy? Oh, gosh. That's an excellent question. Like I always say, I have one job here, Hannah. It's to ask questions. <laughs> That's, <good. laughs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> oh, you're done. Why is it important for our children to know His holiness? I think it gets to the core of who do we believe in? Um, who is God? Um, he is set apart from us. If he is holy, we are not. He is the creator, we're the creation. And that being set apart from, the, from God is a very important distinction because the only way we can get back to the Lord is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. And so that connection for the kids, we always talk about like, um, you know, we throw out these terms, what would Jesus do? Right. Uh, be like Christ, you know, what does that mean? Be like Christ? Like, can you really be like Christ? I mean, that's a pretty high mark. And it turns into this works um, thing very Mm -hmm. quickly in our society. Uh, I've done this many service projects. I've fed you know, I've, yeah. I've given. I've or I've, I've never done X, yes. Y, Z, yes. right? Yes, yeah. so it's the omission of perceived sin. Yeah. Um, and really, against God, all we have all sinned. We are not holy. He, he, there's only one true holy God. And so that being set apart is an important knowledge for the kids to understand and that there is only one way that we can go back to the Lord. And that is by the blood of Jesus Christ, not because we've done anything, right. but which, because he's holy. He He loves us, and he's all Which doesn't change that we want to strive for holy, even though we know we can't get there. Right. So can a, can a fifth grader, by the time they're through the lower mm. school, can they understand Articulate that? This? Yeah, can they, can they get this idea of we have this standard of holiness that we want to shoot for, but we'll never make it. But thankfully, because of the blood of Christ, you know, mm-hmm. he, he redeems us. I would hope that they can understand um, that their need for redemption, their okay. need for um, salvation. Yeah. Will they fully articulate it in some of those terminologies? Maybe not. Some may. Some, may. Right. And some get it in primary grade i mean yeah. a couple of our theologians come from the yeah. from the mouth of babes yeah. for sure yeah um but to understand um the need for redemption is there yeah for some yeah and it's e- a journey even as i ask the question i'm sitting here kind of like well can i fully do i fully yeah. understand this right? can i or t- i mean that's a lifelong journey oh, to really feel exactly and, and you know i don't know that, that we ever fully grasp it i um, think that's also the beauty of being here for me 
is um, my faith has grown so much more being at Santa Fe, working at Santa Fe, because I'm doing life with my friends and colleagues, and we, we challenge each other with this. Um, this conversation, the, all, the conversations we're having, I had a conversation with a teacher who told me that she was, um, she just had, she, she went to her doctor, got her regular checkup, and one of the numbers didn't show up on her report. And she immediately thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> something's wrong. I'm going to get a call. <laughs> you know, and this anxiety just overwhelmed her. And then the, the chapel that day was God is all-knowing. Yeah. And that's the conversation we had where, God, what, what am I anxious about? Yeah. He yeah. is all-knowing. Like, I'm telling the children this, and I have to live it myself. Yeah. And so, um, so when you have those moments and you are walking this um, faith walk with your friends and challenging each other and supporting each other, um, it, of course, helps you grow closer to God. Yeah, so, it, I mean, I, I have to say it's one of the neat things about working here is, is. like weekly chapel and devotions yeah. and all these opportunities to, you know, to, to grow alongside yeah. our students uh, is, yeah. is pretty neat. Definitely. Um, so along those lines, mm-hmm. did, Santa Fe was your first time in Christian education. Is that correct? Correct. My okay. last school was an Episcopal school. So we had okay. more of a uh, faith was talked about in a very bigger is uh, in a bigger context yeah. yeah okay so so what was and and you worked in the public spe- and sector then public school before okay that. yeah so what's that transition been like for you to go from public sphere you know kind of in, in a, a religious mm-hmm. sphere where you couldn't mm-hmm. really yeah. talk about that to yeah. to episcopal yeah. setting to now santa fe where it's the centerpiece of everything um i you know i i can see god's hand in as he led me through mm-hmm. the different uh, settings in the public schools of course I understood the big system you know I understood the big school system um, working at a private school it's important for you to also understand what, what the public school counterparts yeah, sure. are doing yeah. so understood that um, moving into the independent school world uh, the biggest difference between the public and the independent school world was the focus on a mission the school has a mission, mm. and it's distinct for that particular school. And so everything for that school has to line up to that mission. And so for that independent school I worked at, um, that, that was a big change, right? Um, because in the public schools, it was more about just standards and curriculum and things right. like that. Yeah. Um, and then from there to come to Santa Fe, I really thought that it was going to be very similar to my independent school experience Um, but it's just so much more because we actually we don't just have a school mission that we follow that's that's the we're doing that together as as you know as a school but we have a single-minded heart connected um, life mission that we all subscribe to huge difference um, because I don't think I've ever had a conversation at Santa Fe where we ended with, well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. Hmm. I don't think that's ever happened because it's important that we come to a place of understanding and show grace and empathy. And, um, and ultimately, we agree. We agree on the truth. So that was the biggest difference. Uh, when I have conversations with parents as well, the same thing. It's 
we're raising the kids together. We're doing this life together. It's a form of ministry. And that truly was the change that yeah. I did not expect. I, yeah, naively, didn't expect it. I thought, oh, it would be, it would be great. Um, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a religious school, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. we'll we'll sing songs, and it was almost like there was this separation, this dualism thing happening where you've got the secular world and then you've got the sacred world, and you know, you teach math, which it's it's considered. I, I mean, you know, yeah. it's a religious right. to some people, sure, and then you add. Maybe we'll pray before we teach right. math, you know? And right. then all of a sudden But becomes, how different could it really be? Yeah. Right? And, and no. It how, is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? Because God created the numbers. He created the order. He gave us that knowledge so that we can know more about him yeah. and his creation. And that was the bigger change. He here. shared some of his omniscience with us. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. It's, it's, big difference. It's pretty, um, I think. I think a lot of people who come here from the public sector, especially, um, are surprised by how how pervasive. I mean, really, and and we shouldn't be, but how powerful mm-hmm. you know the Holy Spirit's presence is here, and how how unifying that is, and mm-hmm. even within our our competitiveness. Like, I I would be remiss if I didn't point out that for the first time in a long time, I think the upper school won the last <laughs> fire drill. Am I right about that? I, can you refresh my memory on that? So I need I, to look into the camera to say this. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's not going to be an excuse right now, right? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. There's an explanation, sure. however, okay. because uh, the reason why the lower school did not get first place in 15 years is because it was an upper school student who pulled the trigger. Uh, he, it was a middle school student. It was student. a middle school. Let's okay. be clear about that. It was a middle school student who yeah. pulled the fire alarm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And our teacher saw him do it. Right. And so and when that happens. she knew that he was he did it. She knew it was not a real okay. fire. Right. And and that was the right decision? No. Okay, so <laughs> so all of our teachers made the right decision. So yes. I'm just pointing that out. Yes. They so did. yeah, so we got breakfast burritos for that. Did you really? So yeah, I should thank that teacher. Oh my goodness. You know, I mean it's it's rare that the upper school wins a fire drill. Like, you know, you guys are good at the like line up, march around, sit up, stand down. Like for Little us that's ducklings. hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, highlight of the year so far. That's good. You know, <laughs> we 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 aim to please. Yeah. Well, in all seriousness, you guys do an incredible job uh, down you. there in the lower school, and I I mean I get to be the beneficiary when these kids come to high school of having been uh, yeah. already so deeply versed in things like the fruits of the spirit. Um, so it's a it's a fun it's a fun partnership. I, I'm curious for you, like you have kids that come in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and then 13 years later you see them walk across the stage yes. at graduation. You know, or you run into to them later during their their high school time right when they're with us what what is that like for you to kind of be that uh that that k-12 bridge really i mean you get the full experience of that it's so fun to see our high school kids i actually had a ninth grader come to me i didn't recognize him immediately because gosh they They change a lot they change quite a bit (laughs) first of all they're way taller yeah although they Truth be told, they passed me by in fifth grade. So <laughs> it's not that big of a stretch to pass me by. But um, but to have them come back, their demeanor almost changes. Because I, I watch them with their friend, and then when they come to say hi to me, they're like 
back in kindergarten. Yeah. Oh, there's a great. there's a softness that shows up, which is so fun to watch. Um, so it is really exciting. For me, um, there's nothing better for lower school teachers than to watch these children because uh, are, if you're just in elementary school, you only see them until fifth grade, and then right. they disappear, yeah. and you actually don't get to see this huge yeah. um, growth that happens. The child that struggles to sit down right. in first grade or struggles to read or struggles to read yeah. is now off going to college doing amazing things yeah and the kid that never stopped talking in <laughs> class is now using that gift for something great for his yeah. school or her school so we get to see this play out um and that that's what reminds us of how we should react or um, interact with our kids when they're young. Yeah. It's never, we never see a kindergartner as a kindergartner. We see that kindergartner as a kindergartner, a third grader. What is it, what is she going to look like in eighth? And then how does she graduate out of yeah. Santa Fe? And then come back and visit too. Yeah. I have two graduates. And so when they come back, we are able to now journey back and talk about what was that experience like for you right. in eighth and Well, 12th, and, and you then. have at least one I can think of that's now teaching. She's not teaching yet. She's not teaching. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you have one on oh, your teaching teachers, staff. Teachers. Yeah, yes, who is an yes. alum, right, yes. who went through two. two. Okay. Yeah, two. Yeah. So Allison Mil- Miller just That's joined right. us. That's right, yes. And so she's teaching Spanish to KM1. And then Tara Flicht is our second grade teacher, and yep. she graduated from Santa Fe. And Jazzy Verdolt is That's our instructional also, assistant, yeah. Yeah. and she graduated from Santa Fe. Um, I And they're all doing an amazing job, doing. right? And then and last year we also had... Um, other alumni, yeah. Haven DeVol came back yep. to help us. Allie Corsi. Uh, Allie Corsi came. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. Bailey Reynolds, I yes. think, was there. Oh, yeah, my so. goodness. We can yeah. keep going. Yeah. yeah, which says a lot about their experience. Yeah. And I have to say, you, you do an amazing job. I mean, we're, we're just on the front end of it uh, yeah. with our first grader and, and our preschooler. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're already seeing the fruits of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, so thank you on behalf of, of so many. And um, I, I can't wait for us to win the next fire drill. <laughs> And make it back to back. Is it cheating if like I pull my daughter as she's running out to the field? Like that would that would that be frowned upon? You know what? It's okay. We can we can let you win. Are we too competitive? Is that what you're yeah? Rise above that. (laughs) (laughs) No, we will win. Okay, just let you know. Okay, well we'll see. We we need to better breakfast. Bring your A game next time. Breakfast burrito, it is. Okay, deal. All right. Well, thank you, Hannah, for joining us. Uh, We're thrilled to have you. Thank you once again uh, to everyone who's listening, watching, for uh, listening to another episode of our podcast. We have other episodes. If it's your first time, you can always check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, and on YouTube. If you haven't seen any of the video podcasts, uh, feel free to take a watch. Uh, We look forward to seeing you again soon. Mm -hmm.